Good morning, friends. This is a Friday, so I might take it easy on you. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> this is podcast number 511 for uh, the 25th of March. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation 1 for our reading of our memory verse, but let me pray for us first. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes and enhance our understanding so that we can grasp what you want us to learn today. I also ask you to enable us by your spirit to apply the truths we learned to our daily lives and to be guided moment by moment by your word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And go to Revelation 1 and verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Grab your Bibles, grab your notebooks. I'm going to have some scriptures for you to write down today. As we've been looking at the church in Sardis here, um, we heard, we we saw that there was no co- uh, commendation at all. It was only condemnation. And, and as we left off, it says uh, uh, in verse chapter three, verse two, I have found your works. Um, I have not found your works complete. Verse two of chapter three. I have not found your works complete. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. And we looked up the scriptures talking about that. And then it says, we need to, he says, we need, you need to repent. You need to wake up, strengthen what remains, and is about to die, for I've not found your works complete in the sight of God. Verse 3, remember then when you, what you received, heard, keep it, and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. So he's calling them to strengthen what remains. So that's about the only commendation other than that there's, in verse 4, there's some people who are still um, um, keeping their lives pure, not soil their garments. But he says then to repent. <coughs> to repent. Look at Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. It's Peter talking uh, to a bunch of people explaining the gospel, explaining Jesus Christ came, died, rose again. Verse 19 says, Repent, therefore, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. There's a call to repentance that isn't just outside the church. I think we think sometimes as repentance as, well, oh, that's something I did already, and therefore I don't have to do it any longer. Um, that's how I became a Christian, Gary. Why would I need to repent again? Well, let's look at First John chapter 1 and let's let's read a, a few verses here chapter 5 through 10 uh chapter 1 verses 5 through 10 first john chapter 1 verse 5 this is the message you have heard from him and proclaim to you that god is light and in him there is no darkness at all what a high standard he sets right from the front remember this is the same writer as the book of revelation same writer as the book of uh of john says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. He says, listen, you're, you're, you're either in or you're out. You're in light or you're in darkness. And that's what's going on with Sardis. He says, you, I have not found your works to, 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 to meet up to my standards. Strengthen the, the few things that, that are there. You're, you say you're alive, but you're really dead and you need to repent. Verse 7, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son cleanses us from all sin. 
So if we're walking in light, there is this ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's the ongoing work of the blood of Christ in our lives. Our salvation is continuing. You know, we were saved and then we are continually being saved. And in the end, we'll be completely free from sin, right? We are saved from the penalty of sin. And then in the process, we're strengthened against the power of sin as we're walking out this this life. And then at the end, we'll be removed from the presence of sin. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. <coughs> this can go for the unbeliever, but he's talking to believers here. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not, uh, not in us. Paul said, I die daily. A portion of me dies daily. And if you'll read uh, Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8, you'll see the struggle that Paul was having, this tremendous apostle. Um, but he was honest about it. So what do we do? We get honest. We reflect. In verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he says, deal with it and bring it to me. And then verse 10, if we say we have no sin, not sin, we make him to be a liar. His word is not in us. Again, his word is not in us. What does that say? It's to the Christian. It's to the believer. So if we're going to be honest, <coughs> excuse me, uh, if we're going to be honest with our lives, we need to be honest, not just at the day of repentance, at that first day uh, where we say, well, I became a Christian. No, we need to be honest in an ongoing effort to grow closer in our relationship with the Lord. And so ongoing means that I see who I am and I'm uh, realistic about who I am. And so I bring my cares, my sins, my needs, everything to the Lord on a daily basis. I told you I lay my head on my pillow at night and I ask the Lord if there's anything that I've uh, done Um that I need to repent of that I don't already know of. Because I need to repent of things that I do know of. Bad attitudes, bad thoughts, whatever. Whatever those things might be, I need to be honest with the Lord. Then he says, um, if you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know the hour in which I come. Now, this is to church members. This is to the church. So he's not talking about the second coming, some surprise second coming. What he's talking about, I'm going to come in judgment. I'm going to come and I'm going to judge your sins. The Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. If you don't deal with them, I'll shout them from the rooftop. Your sins will find you out. And so we need to deal with them. Um, and uh, we need to make sure that in our relationship with the Lord, we're walking in right relationship. We're walking in intimacy. And then he goes on to say, um, yet you still have a few names in Sardis, who have not soiled their garments. Garments in the Bible often refer to a person's character. Soiled garments in, uh, indicate a polluted character. This verse in, uh, thus indicates that the people in the church had remained, some people in the church had remained unstained. And why is that important? Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to go to verse 27. It says this, um, so that he, Christ, might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or without any such thing that he might, uh, she might be holy and without blame, blemish. This is the goal. This is what 
our goal should be that we walk worthy of the calling that God's called us to, but we also keep our garments unsoiled, unsoiled by unconfessed sin, by the way. There is sin that needs to be dealt with. And as we deal with it, I believe um, it's not like we re-cleanse our garments. I believe we're keeping our garments cleansed because I think um, um, a, a, a momentary sin that we deal with doesn't defile us to the point where Jesus looks at us and says, I want nothing to do with you. I think the solution of that is that we deal with it. We keep short accounts. We sin. If we sin, we deal with it. And and when we do that, we show how much we love the Lord because we want to make sure that we're in right relationship with him continuously and ongoing. Uh, I love what he says. Yet you have a few, still a few names in Sardis, people who have not so other garments and they will walk with me in white for they are worthy. Grab your pencils and your notepads, your pens, your notepads. I want you to write down some scriptures when we talk about um, they will walk with me in white for they are worthy. The redeemed will be dressed in white. And multiple times in Revelation, we see this. I'm just going to give you these to look at uh, on the weekend. Write these down. Revelation 6.11. Revelation 7.9. And verse 13 of chapter 7 as well. And then Revelation chapter 19, verses 8 and 14. So Revelation 6.11. Revelation 7.9 and 13. And Revelation 19, verses 8 and 14 as well. And so we want to walk in these white garments. And these white garments haven't been cleansed by us. They've been cleansed by the blood of Christ. But we keep them white as we stay true to the Lord. Look at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 20. Luke chapter 10 and verse 20 says this. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. These, this verse is key because it goes on to the next part. It says, says uh, I will, uh, you will be clothed in white garments and I will never blot uh, the, your name out of the book of life. Let me get you some verses to write down again uh, because these are important. This is talking about the book of life. In the book of Revelation. Write this down. Revelation 3, 5. Revelation 13, 8. Revelation 17, 8. Revelation 20, verses 12 and 15. And Revelation 21, 27. Revelation 3, 5. Revelation 13, 8. Revelation 17, 8. Revelation 20, verses 12 and 15. And Revelation 21, 27. What are we talking about? We're talking about the book of life. In in chapter 10 here, uh, back to Luke chapter 10. You don't have to turn there, but in Luke chapter 10, Jesus had sent the sent them out. And, uh, and they had just seen some amazing things. And they returned and they were just excited about all kinds of things. The demons tremble. They saw healings. They saw all kinds of powerful things. And Jesus says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is a big thing. This is a big thing. And there's debate whether all the names uh, of everyone who's ever lived was in a book and you get removed as you sin, or whether your names are added to the book later. We're not going to get into that 
today. But um, I believe that in order to be um, with Christ, it, it, it requires salvation in Christ and through Christ and a continuing ongoing life with Christ. And once our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I believe what he's saying here is not that your names can be taken out. I believe he's using that kind of a negative to a positive. You'll never be. You'll never have to worry about it. Because the, the scripture plainly tells us that to be in Christ is to be in Christ forever. That that once you're in the Father's hand, once you're in Jesus' hand, you cannot be taken out. I truly believe that. So if you're really, truly in and you're really, truly, truly a believer, I believe you're in for good. Now, that doesn't give us the... Um, the license to just run around and do what we want. And some people believe that that's the danger of this once saved, always saved. I don't believe that that gives you their freedom uh, or the license to do anything but follow Christ. And that's what we should be doing. Uh, let's look at uh, Philippians chapter four. A few more verses and we'll call it quits for today. Philippians chapter four, one through three. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. What a beautiful thing when he says to the church of Philippi. Remember, he spent a lot of time with them and loved them. He wasn't treated well there by the city, but he loved them, the believers. And listen to what he says here. This is good. I entreat Yodai, Yodai, and I entreat Sintichi to agree in the Lord. He says, listen, these are two of my faithful people. And I want you to entreat them. I entreat them, but I want you to entreat them all to get along. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, work uh, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the lambs, uh, in the book of life. They're not getting along, but it doesn't mean I'm going to remove them from the book of life. I want you to encourage them like I'm encouraging them. Hey, we don't need any church division. So they weren't going to be wiped out. He says, in fact, even though they're not getting along, they're still in the book of life. So the book of life is not based on perfection or our work. It's, worse to, it's based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. So now, then he goes on to say uh, in verse five of chapter three in Revelation, he says, I will confess his name, the one who's faithful before my father and before the angels. And the gospels, Christ promised this. Look at Matthew uh, Chapter 10 and verse 32. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32. It says this. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. We don't want to be denied, do we? So we need to stand up. We need to stand up. Jesus doesn't need anybody to stand up and defend his name and like, oh, defend my honor. No, we should desire to stand up and to, to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ and to stand up and say, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And if people don't like it, they don't have to like it. And then we finish with Revelation chapter three, verse six. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says. This is again uh, the responsibility of, of us. And how do we hear from this spirit? We hear by staying in the word of God. That's the big key. I think we have a tendency sometimes to think we're out here looking for the latest uh, word of God or the latest word from the Holy Spirit. The latest word is this. Let me just tell you, get in the word, get in the scripture, get in the Bible and allow God to speak to you 
through there. Look at Second Timothy chapter three. Second Timothy chapter three, verse uh, fifteen. He's talking to Timothy, and he says, "But how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ." You want to be wise? Stay in the Word. Verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You want to be equipped? Stay in the word. You want to be righteous? Stay in the word. There's training in righteousness. There's a righteousness of Christ that's given to us because of what Christ has done. And then there's training to walk in righteousness. And that comes from staying in the word of God. Now, turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20, says this, Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of God, or the will of man, excuse me, uh, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You want to walk in Christ? Let yourself be carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the church in Sardis. That's also for us as well. We need to, to, to self-evaluate. We need to take a look daily. How are we doing? How are we walking? You can ask your spouse. Your spouse will help you. You can ask your pastor. You can ask people close to you. Give me an honest opinion uh, of, of, is my light shining? Is it shining brightly? Do I need to clean the bulb? Do I need to repent of some things? Um, we need accountability. We need people we can go to and say, hey, would you pray for me? And uh, hey, would you pray about uh, my situation? And, and would you be willing to, 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 to pray for me and, and, uh, and uh, come alongside me and encourage me and strengthen me? But we also need to stay in the word of God. The word of God is a lamp and it's a light. The word of God will expose darkness. And uh, the word of God will show those weaknesses and those potential problems. Uh, in advance, if we're willing to listen. And then when the Holy Spirit shines the light on a sin in, in our life, we need to confess it, ask God to forgive us and to cleanse us. We don't want him to come in judgment. We want him to come. And one day we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We don't want to stand before the Lord um, just barely making it into heaven, so to speak. We want to go in strength in his strength and in righteousness, his righteousness. Let's keep our our our, our, our garments clean. Um, let me close. Second Peter chapter three, verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you until we talk again.